here it is, gang. The final WHM rerun before we come mm-hmm. back from summer vacation next week. If you want an update of what we're doing, what's going on out there, I was just fighting off a seagull for five days. Well, I mean, you just had the fucking bread waving it up in the air. What did you think was going to happen? I was trying. I thought, he, I thought he would see an object coming at him and he'd run away. Please, no, you were asking for it. love bread. Uh, I'm siding with the seagull here. Yeah. You were inciting a riot. You and the Suffolk County Police. <laughs> this is an Italian loaf, too. You couldn't even go multigrain. They don't like that shit. They like plain white bread. <laughs> I am in Long Island, man. It's Italian loaf. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we thought probably our biggest fan favorite episode. Yeah, this was a di- dynamite one for us. <laughs> Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Here it is. Uh, Wilfred Brimley. I think this was his first time uh, appearing on the show. Wicked. Well, then the, the wicked. star wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Davis. A shitty kid that no one cares about. No. A dead family. A skeleton van of sorts. A skeleton van? No, that's that's Caravan of Courage. The caravan is, but it's made out of a bone. Yeah, but that's a different movie. Oh, is it? Well, there's, <laughs> Ewok, <laughs> there's Ewok's Caravan of Magic or whatever, Caravan of Courage. Courage, and then there's, Car- yeah. yeah. And then there's Ewok's. Battle for Endor, which is the episode that we're giving the well, people to. No, it, it, I remember very clearly there's a bone, like, van or b- bone, like, carriage in which the wicket and the little child have to escape from. I think that, wait. You know oh, what? wait a second. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Because yeah. isn't that when they get captured by the witch? When they get captured by the baddies. Right. Oh, yeah. They do oh. have a bone. There's a bone, yeah. I well, you that. know, I think the folks will hear what actually happens in the episode. <laughs> You would think that. But for new listeners, by the way, you know, we're just, we said this a couple of times on these bumpers. I'll say it again here. You know, we have a lot of episodes before the episodes that you can find in iTunes and other places like that. Uh, They're just not on the main feed. So this is like an old school We Hate Movies episode. It might sound a little different. Uh, You know, our voices might sound a little different. Uh, The show was kind of still in its infancy at this point, but this is a fan favorite. Yeah, this is like from like three years ago, I think. It's a long while back. Some of us might sound like we have had a few more fluids. Yeah, might have some fluids. And I uh, exactly was the heavy wilder times. I had my wisdom teeth pulled uh, like five days before recording this. (laughs) Oh, really? Ooh, WHM trivia. So that was just fluids. That was. The other stuff too. There was a, a there was a lot, lot of, of stuff, uh, <laughs> a lot of ice cold drinks, a lot of ice cold glasses of water. Yeah, tw- twenty eleven was like the nineteen seventies of We Hate Movies. <laughs> so keep that in mind when you listen to Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. We'll see you afterwards. And now we join We Hate Movies, already in progress. There's no two in there, which there should. This is a movie that deserves a two. You, think the, you know you, what I mean? Like, let's yeah. not let's not mince words here. This is a sequel to a shitty movie that shouldn't exist in the first place. You might as well put a big fat two on there. It should be the Ewok Adventure two. Yeah, but then, it, it but then there's be... that Caravan of Courage horse shit though. <laughs> well, there's that no that real caravan in? here because everybody gets fucking slaughtered in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that caravan just gets fucking raped and pillaged. <laughs> so. Right away, as you can probably tell already, this movie is a better time than Caravan of Dog Shit. <laughs> this starts off pretty much right where we left off. The, the the parents reunited with the shitty kids, and the world is fine. 
until these orc-looking motherfuckers come in and just start torching the place. Well, it's like they look like um, basically somewhere between Enemy Mine and like a Luke Gossett Jr. and Enemy Mine uh-huh. and the Klingons. <laughs> it was left out in the sun. Totally. I said the main bad guy looks like a fucking Klingon with stage four <laughs> pancreatic cancer. But but at the end of the day, they do look like orcs or trolls or something. It's just this. It's just another edition of Lord of the Rings into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, more magic. But that's that's that, that's the thing. At the beginning of this movie, the beginning of this movie is it's like you know. Uh, Wicket and the girl from the first one, Sindel, uh, are just like kind of flipping around the forest, and she's like, "I'm so sad. I'm finally going home today." Because apparently, they were, his, her dad figured out a way to go, and it's, and this is the biggest fucking shift. And actually, I like it's almost as if somehow this our first podcast traveled back in time and informed <laughs> the sequel to this movie seriously <laughs> it's like that somehow the wheat brothers or whatever just got wind of what we were talking about because now all the ewoks could just speak english and it's like nobody cares so why bother explaining why this is the case right i mean my theory is that they spent so much goddamn time trying to fix this star cruiser that they just kind of learned how to speak english from this dumb family yeah yeah i actually i read online someone someone or something said that they that they picked it up from hanging out with Sindel so much. I mean, that's but, what, like that's totally. Fine. I'm glad we didn't spend any time in the movie talking about it. Yeah. But now they okay. can just fucking talk. And but that's great. I dug deeper, and there was, <laughs> there was like a, they were like, well, then why doesn't Wicket speak uh, English to Carrie Fisher in uh, yeah. Return of the Jedi? And then I read further, and apparently, some one of the theories is that. They weren't they like Sindel and the family don't speak basic standard galactic or whatever nope, whatever, nope, the, nope, whatever nope, English nope. is. Hang on, I know. Nope, I hang know. on. All right, because that's bullshit. <laughs> you right. know what theory also makes just as much sense? So it's a fucking a fucking cloud of forget me gas <laughs> blows over Endor and they just forget how to speak English. <laughs> Maybe. It may as well be that. Do you think like Ewoks have like a three week memory? <laughs> <laughs> They're like fish. <laughs> Sin what? <laughs> totally. They're not fucking missing this kid when she, she Oh goes. yeah, all the tears at the end are fucking those are alligator Ewok tears. <laughs> That's what those are. I, I just like I, but I do like the idea that maybe they were speaking Chinese that was translated for our benefits. <laughs> And then once Carrie Fisher gets here, they're actually speaking English. It doesn't make there sense. There should be no fucking theories. And any fucking Star Wars theorist that's out there right now working on an equation that makes this movie, fits this movie in the round peg that is the Star Wars universe, don't fucking bother. Steve Sadek says pens down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? Seriously, close your Wikipedia page and go outside. Just go into the sunlight. Because it just doesn't make sense. There's still fucking magic. All manners of magic and all manners of creatures that don't gel with Return of the Jedi. It's not going to look like Return of the Jedi because these movies were cheap. Totally. So cheap. And the thing is, like, oh, man, like, compared to this first movie, this thing, the magic and the mysticism is so amped up. Like, last time we had, like, a magic lake and fucking, like, Tinkerbell-looking things and a giant monster and whatever, and that's fine. But now there's like flying dragon space creatures going around. There's oh, uh, an out and out witch. Yeah. Oh, she's a witch. 
aside from like a pointy hat and a broomstick, <laughs> this thing's just a witch. I just can't believe there's this this whole orc army with with medieval chainmail and swords and blasters. Yeah, where where did they get to this? So all right, so beginning of this movie, she's like, oh, I can't believe you know I have to go home now. And we'll still be friends forever, right, Wicket? Wicket's like, of course. I uh, <laughs> obviously he adjusts his glasses and smokes a pipe. <laughs> yeah, he's, the, he's like the smart Gremlin in Gremlins too. <laughs> the Gremlins can talk now, voiced by Tony Randall for some reason. Well, Sindel, we just want civilization, just like you. <laughs> so, but out of nowhere, just fucking these marauders come through <laughs> on like dragon back or whatever the fuck they're riding and they have blasters and they are fucking up the Ewok village. They're burning it, man. They have a bone to pick with the Ewok <laughs> community and you don't know what the backstory is. Maybe they could have been feuding for years. Who knows? But like these people have a problem with Ewoks. And they are just wide scale slaughter. Just blasting away. We do see some Ewok death early on. Yeah. No, I'd say there's a good like handful of Ewoks that totally bite it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the little girl Sindel has this bracelet that like shows her the life force <laughs> of so her family members, and she's like, she's like, leave, like she leaves her father. She's like, oh my god, my my mom's light is blinking. I gotta go find her, type of thing on her Dick Tracy goddamn watch. <laughs> and then she runs over to find her mom, and uh, she's like laying there dead. <laughs> Just flat out dead, folks. And her rotten uh, brother, who is uglier than he was in the first movie somehow, (laughs) is just like, get out of here. Come on. Go. Run away. It's it's too dangerous for you. And then he starts dragging his dead mother around. He drags her into a hut. And then it it explodes. (laughs) And they're just instantly killed. So right away, in the first like five minutes of this movie... One of the main characters from the first movie, that boy, is just murdered. Yeah, fuck it. Again, they heard the podcast and they fucking <laughs> somehow Doc Brown got this, got an iPod into their fucking heads <laughs> and they took our notes. And I was ha- I, the beginning of this movie was so awesome. Yeah, you got Mace is dead. Uh, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. No, and you know the funny thing is, I start thinking like, well. It just seems so out of left field for that to happen. Yeah. And it's so great of a moment that it can't be, like, intentionally written into the script originally. You know, like, it's too good for that. So I feel like there must have been some on-set problems with this guy. And they were like, listen, get this fucking you, punk teen out of here. Do you think Wilford Brimley's like, I ain't working with this goddamn disrespectful kid. Whippersnapper. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's so weird because it's so unceremonious too i mean like you know imagine uh, uh bill and ted's excellent adventure starting the second one starts off with fucking bill getting his head blown off like you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean like, and then that's it and that's and there's no real mention of him after that like she's sad for the rest of the movie <laughs> as but, sad as this shitty kid actor can be oh, yeah she, she's uh no <laughs> yeah i mean it should have been more of a bogus journey for her than that it was <laughs> it was pretty bogus <laughs> Do you think that they killed the boy and not the girl because the girl was like more of the same height with all the the little people Ewok actors? It's probably easy to frame that movie. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of less work. Yeah. <laughs> God, look, that kid grew six inches in a summer. Like we gotta 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 ax him. Gotta ice him. Yeah, yeah maybe. I think that's probably what it was. It was just like weird puberty things. Like this kid's just 
Yeah, he's not really a kid anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's, not only is he just kind of like a weird-looking kid, but now he's turning into like a weird-looking, like, you know, adolescent. Yeah, he's probably got like a squeaky fucking teenager voice. Yeah. Like, you know what? No, no. Jo- no, no. George, George, his, his voice is cracking. I know how much you love this character of Mace, but we just can't. We just can't use him. Mace! Get back, Sindel! So she sees her brother and mother's corpse just fucking annihilated with like orc agent orange or whatever. (laughs) It's a big old napalm blast. And uh, so then she goes running, 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 and she finds her father who's working on the Star Cruiser. And whoops, he's just been recast and is now played by The Breakfast Club and Die Hard's Paul Gleason. And that's why I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of a trade-up. You know, the kid's dead, and now it's going to be her and her father who's played by this kind of cool actor that is going to be fucking around. You know, it's going to be yeah. good shit. Nope, he just gets shot in the back, and that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, Marauders get to his, his little spaceship he's trying to repair, and they want, like, his power crystal cell. And then he just, like, he makes a break for it. He hits one with a branch, shoots one, and runs for it, and you just gun him down cold in his back. <laughs> it's fucking spineless what these orcs do to him. And then, you know, we get the moment of uh, what's really awesome is after she runs away, little Sindel runs away from everything, she looks at the fucking, like, little wristwatch thing, <laughs> oh, yeah. and all three of those heartbeats are just lights out folks that's a hilarious little thing to have of just like you you have your whole family's lifeline on your arm and it's just fucking twittering away totally i, I would take one of those <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to call home less <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah you're still alive <laughs> well i see that mom went to yellow better give her a call <laughs> So then the weird thing is she runs back to Wicket the Ewok, played by again by Warwick Davis, just loving playing this Wicket character. <laughs> and uh like she's like, Oh hey Wicket, my family's all dead. And he's just like, Well, that's okay. You can live with me now. You can be in the Ewok family. No, 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 no. We're 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 getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> She goes back. She's like, oh, my God, my whole fucking family's dead. And the witch captures her. And then we meet the big baddie, which is this guy named Talek, who, like, grabs her face and is like, you are a pretty prize. You'll make a fine addition, my pretty. And he puts her in this, like, weird rat catcher van that they have. Steve, Steve, he actually calls her a pretty prize. (laughs) Which is worse. That's so worse. And it's one of these things where it's like, all right, again, it's kind of a kid's movie and you're just trying to make a creepy, like, bad guy villain or whatever. But how are you as adult filmmakers, like, not looking at this and being like, you know what? This actor's delivery of that line is a little too close to a pedophile. (laughs) Like, let's have him go back. We'll set everything up again. And just have him tone it down a bit. Just say, you'll be destroyed, or you're going to be my whatever. But yeah, my pretty prize is just, it's a little creepy. Andrew, you're asking for direction out of this movie. I think it's a little much to ask for. I mean, I I guess it's a little much to ask for. But on the other hand, you're making a fucking movie (laughs) for children. And there should not be, like, pedophilia kind of feeling comments. Or threats of rape. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
So they all get they all get like uh, they're all in this van or this van this bone van. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bone van. They're in this giant rib cage uh, chamber that's like a prison that's hauling them off to this dungeon. And we still have no idea who these people are, what they want with these Ewoks, why any of this has happened. Fucking half the original cast is dead, <laughs> and the other is in this fucking like. Thing and you're like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened in this movie? They saw the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's fucking frantic. Like, yeah. it's like being in some some kind of like I don't know, like congested city street, and you're like kind of freaking out because there's so many people, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, like you just don't know where to look in this movie, and yet you're losing all these characters that you know from the first movie. <laughs> and you know, I guess if you're going into this as a fan of the first movie, and all your favorite beloved characters are just getting blown away, well, it's like fucking starting Ninja Turtles two with like they're all just about to chat down at a pizza, and then grenade. And then just everybody fucking gets destroyed, and Donatello has one arm left and needs to figure out what the fuck just happened. It's insane. And the other thing about that, though, that they don't really, and it's never entirely explained what the end game is with all this. No, but but it's kind of slavery. Yeah. It's looking like they're being rounded up to either become slaves or like they're going to a fucking concentration camp. <laughs> like, what are the other, man? Yeah. The, the whole point of the movie, uh, this is revealed later, is the this fucking retard of a big bad guy doesn't know what fucking s- spacecraft energy is. And it's just like, I want the power of this, you know, the, like the... Basically, the battery to all these star cruisers or whatever. Yeah, he finds a car battery and he's like, "Magic! <laughs> this magic box! I must control it!" It's totally like science meets alchemy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. like, he just has—he's like a fucking caveman. Yeah, he just has no idea what this thing is. And he's just killing all sorts of people for no reason. Like, dude, you don't even have a spaceship to put this in. What I don't understand about this plan is so he's like, I want to unlock the power behind this this little thing that I don't know what it is. This essentially, yeah, a fucking Star Cruiser car battery. Yeah. So he's like, I want the power inside there. But it's like, but but dude, why? What do you think this is going to do for you? To you, you know, like anything like that. Guess, good news, man. You're the only one on that fucking planet with fucking space guns. You rule it. You are the ruler of Endor, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe not even the witch can figure out that, that this is not like a magical device. What the hell is with that? Yeah, she, she, I mean, she's just a fucking useless character that doesn't really go anywhere. And she's just like, oh, I, I don't know how to work the magic for this clearly magical device. You've got to get somebody else to do it. Yeah. We'll round up those Ewoks. See what they see. What see what see what, see what their two cents are. Do you think then? So they're like kind of just traveling around Endor, like rounding up all these people and threatening them to be like, you know, unlock the power of this fucking thing. Yeah, Probably. and then it's like they can't figure it out. So it's like, all right, well, kill them, and we'll move on to the next group of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's bad intelligence gathering, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a brain drain right there. <laughs> so. My little princess has come to help Terak learn the ways of the power. What have you done with the Ewoks? Ewoks? My friends. Oh, God. So a couple of the Ewoks then escape out of the concentration camp caravan. Well, it's just Wicket and Sindel. They're the only two that get out? Only two, yeah. 
And yeah, all the other, other ones like too, the other ones too fat and pregnant. Like so they oh, all, they're all like, oh, well, we'll all just you know, you go find help. Like what? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, what a yeah, great yeah. job they do of finding help. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is after that whole fucking massacre at the beginning of the movie, yeah. and now we got this like fucking triangle trade going on or whatever. <laughs> And then they break out of this caravan, and a couple of these orcs are like, hey, they're getting away. And so then there's, like, another frantic, harrowing chase scene. Yeah. That was, a, it was pretty good, the uh, on the lamb sequence. <laughs> these two fugitives. Yeah, it's fucking... I figured Harrison Ford was going to jump out of a fucking sewer drain or something. <laughs> now, you're saying Harrison Ford, the fugitive, not so much Han Solo. <laughs> no, not, not Han Solo No, whatsoever. Richard Kimball. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Ewok goes into the fucking cave and starts shaving his beard <laughs> to dyes his hair. <laughs> He's got a little black fucking pompadour. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> so they're being chased around or whatever, and it's just another kind of great chase sequence. And they get chased up a mountain, and they fucking wicked murders these oh, two yeah. guys. I gotta tell you, there's so much like. It starts off with the Ewok deaths, and it's like, yeah, that's great. But then, like, there is some fucking Ewoks doing the murdering in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it's one of those things where they set up villains so monstrous because, you know, they kill this whole fucking girl's family. They slaughter a whole mess of Ewoks that, like, and they don't look human enough. Right, so, so it's okay. It, yeah, it's all fucking fair game from here on out. Everybody. Right, if someone's getting, like, an arrow through the heart, you know, no one's losing any sleep over exactly. it at the old MPAA. Because basically we're just watching animals fighting animals. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how the wild works at the wild of Endor. <laughs> yeah, it's just this, you know, cycle of life. It's totally true, though, because, like, in fucking Jedi... All they do is like you know drop rocks on stormtroopers' heads and laugh about it, and you know dance after each one or whatever. There, there's a sinister side to these fucking little teddy bears. I'll tell you. I'll, they, I'll tell you what. They celebrate murder nonstop. <laughs> the beast of murder that they have. <laughs> the caravan of murder. The caravan of carnage. Right there. The fucking scene in this cave at the beginning is one of the more harrowing thing things that's going on. So they're like. All right, well, we're kind of stuck in this cave. Better set up camp for the night. And so Wicket, like, lights this fire, which apparently is just made out of a bunch of bones that are burning. Because <laughs> there's no wood anywhere. Yeah. He's rounding up all these bones, but there's just a fire that he made. Yeah, because bones are combustible in Star Wars. That's, <laughs> that's why they burn all those Jawas and all those other things. <laughs> Liam Neeson's bones are so fucking flammable in that movie. You know, it's just it, in Star Wars, it's just everyone being responsible. Like we, it's like it's like not leaving oily rags laying in your garage. <laughs> oh, we gotta burn this corpse right here. Yeah, so it's gonna go right up. Yeah. So Wicket's looking around for more uh, flammable bones to add on this fire, and to also build his his. Uh... His what was this? His hang. What, what are those things called? Hang. Uh, yeah, his hang glider. Hang gliders. Yeah. As we know, Wicked can build a mean hang glider. <laughs> you know what though? Honestly, I'll 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 be I'll be straight. Uh, I didn't really know what was going on because I didn't have Burl Ives to fucking explain <laughs> the Ewok culture to me. There's no Burl Ives in this movie to tell me what's what. They could only afford one surly man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And that's a trade-up. Uh, we'll get to Wilfred Brimley, but God bless him, he's in this movie. Yes. Yeah, no, it's an absolute trade-up. It really is. Uh, so he's, like, looking around for these bones, and this fucking, like, 
dragon monster thing just rises from slumber. Yeah. And the first thing it does is just goes to dart out the cave and just grabs this little girl <laughs> yeah. out of the cave. It flies away. Yeah, it's, it's, she's in its talons and that's it. And Wicked's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, <laughs> oh, fuck Ewok moment. He jumps on the hang glider and just, you know, to his credit, like, he doesn't know if this thing can fly. It's not tested. Oh, no. He, it, it's a daring escape. And, you know, he's a great, like, engineer because this thing made out of rickety bones and skin, I think. Yeah. It fucking takes off like a champ. It's like Buffalo Bill's fucking hang glider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so... I just want to see Wicked go, I'd do me. Buffalo <laughs> so lift it. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> God. And so he I tuck it in. Uh. <laughs> oh man, if I saw an Ewok do a tucking strut, oh God in heaven, <laughs> there'd be a great scene of like you know they're they're being chased or whatever, and uh, out of nowhere, Wicket's got like this this head this uh, hand cast on, and he's trying to move a couch into a van. Like, oh help me, get in there! And he just locks it in. <laughs> man, that is. The dumbest thing in that movie, like how he's kidnapping women, Buffalo Bill. Oh, it's Alice in the Labs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, like, listen, lady, if you're getting into this dude's van, like, if you're on the inside of moving this van, like, yeah. you deserve to be kidnapped, because that is just, that's that's fucking self-defense 101. Oh, this poor man, he's got a broken arm. Let me help him move this. He's just trying to move this couch at 11 p.m. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, in this grocery store parking lot or whatever. Like, what is going on? Sure, I'll help you move it into your house. Oh, what a nice little dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> so, Wicket's chasing down this dragon. And, like, it's amazingly shitty the way they do this, like, stop motion animation dragon or whatever. And then there's, like... A little girl puppet, like in the talons, like it's so fake looking. It's amazing. Well, all of the, I mean, like we are saying that this it, this is a much better movie than Caravan of Courage. Oh yeah, but there there seems to be like less money in it for some reason. Like they don't. It's not as cheap as the first one where there's just rabbits walking around. Like there's actually Star Wars animals. Right, walking. they do creatures. They do creatures, but it's super cheap. The Ewoks themselves look so much worse. Dude, these look like Halloween costumes that you buy for your kids when they want to go as Ewoks for Halloween. Yeah. It's, it's shitty. It's like shitty where the wild things are outfits. <laughs> but they still have the dead eyes and the fucking blah, 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 tongues going on, though. <laughs> yeah. So, that, you know, some things never change, which I guess is pretty good. Um, So then they just kind of well, settle down. He, we... Well, wait, wait, he... Wicket drops some rocks on the dragon's head, oh, and yes. then it just it just lets go of Sindel. What a fucking gamble that is! Yeah, that is no, the riskiest true. move. I mean, why not follow it? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait for it to land somewhere, and then do like. And then know. he defies all physics by being able to swoop in and get her. <laughs> yeah, while she's falling, like I don't know. No, yeah, she's fall. She'd be fucking. She's, yeah, she's dead. There are a couple scenes of like people falling from high distances, like those dudes that fall off the mountain, and it's all kind of really good, like rear projection falling kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, those are pretty cool. They're just making it look like that girl's just dropping through the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, she's like a ton of bricks. 
And there's some real child peril in this movie. There is. There are children in peril. Well, they and fucking child death. Yeah, they straight up blow up one of the kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this little girl is in peril through like eighty percent of this movie. It's just weird that they killed that one kid because that that guy is all on the internet. Like he's trying to get like some Star Wars like biography put together right now on on Kickstarter. Of course he is, and like he is just such a nothing, and he didn't even make it through the fucking Ewok sequel that he spawned. Yeah, like, why isn't this girl the one that's doing this uh, fucking Ewok documentary? She probably wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> I think she grew up. <laughs> Well, she's not an actress. You can tell she's just not an like. It's just something weird where like her parents forced her into doing this, and she just right. kind of had to do it, and she just didn't really enjoy it. Well, you know, you got to make a quick buck. It's the eighties. What are you gonna do? Sell your children? Exactly. <laughs> you gussy them up and you strut them out there. My family, we're all dead. What happens to me now? Like, I'm all alone. Uh, uh, not alone. We can take care of Cinder. My family. We can Cinder's family now. Ewok's family now. So they land in the forest. Their their little thing like crashes and whatever. And lo and behold, they crash outside an, a nice looking uh, uh, forest cabin. Yeah. And so, like you do when you're coming across houses in the middle of the woods, you go inside. Well, to be fair, they're let in by a little rabbit creature or whatever the fuck this thing is. He's like yeah, a I rab- guess so. A rabbit walk or some type of thing. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? Don't trust, like, you know, mousy-looking creatures like that, man. It they're looks, always up to no good. It looks like an Ewok with a jack-o'-lantern on its face. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what... This mask is you know, it's 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 like an Ewok that had like like plastic surgery gone wrong. <laughs> it's like it's like a facelift that just didn't work. But it also just has super speed for no reason. Yeah, this, that's another fucking where is this in Star Wars at all? What creature ever has super speed? Zero animal. The Flash. <laughs> yes, the Flash does. I think his name's Barry Allen. <laughs> It just, but it makes no fucking sense. And so they're like, will you be our friend? We need food. We're cold and hungry. And he's like, oh, come with me. Well, he doesn't talk. He's got Ewok voice. Like, oh, that's all. And it runs in. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they're like, oh, wow, this is such a great place. And it's abandoned. Let's, <laughs> we're going to live here. We're going to clean it up. We're going to live here happily forever, even though my parents are fucking super dead. It's totally like they walk in and she takes one look around this fucking house and it's like, I'm going to forget that my family was slaughtered seven hours ago. She doesn't mourn them whatsoever. No, there is no. not a tear, not a care in the world, as long as she's got wicked. Like, <laughs> she really does not care about her she's family. She's got a fucking twisted childhood so far, man. It's a coping mechanism. But it's a Shut shit down. Life. Yeah. But she also somehow feels entitled because she walks into this house and she's like, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the way a kid would sort of put together like a clubhouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to clean this place up and it's going to be great. And we can live here and play here and it's going to be happy days forever. And this rabbit thing, which should fucking know better. Oh, yes. It's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you know what's coming through that door. Thanks, rabbit. Now, let's let's help me air out this this old man stink. <laughs> 
also right when they like get everything cleaned up and they just finished cooking dinner. There's a there's a couple of footsteps that come rustling up toward the door. So, and who walks into the movie but Wilfred the fuck Brimley? <laughs> His grumbling entrance. How'd you get here? He brought us here. He did, huh? <laughs> you nasty little bug lover. I've told you and I've told you I don't want no strangers around this place. And look what you've done. You brought them here and you don't even know who they are. Who are you? This was... One of the most fun times I had watching a movie for this podcast because <laughs> he is a surly delight. <laughs> He's fucking furious that these people are in his house. Rightfully <laughs> so. <laughs> But he's just like, get out of here. What are you? Oh, you're just in all my things. And he's like, and you, you let him in. And the rabbit's like, oh. <laughs> What's weird, though, is like the way he speaks to this little girl is how he would like, you know, how you should react if you walked in to find like an adult in your house. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like, you find a little kid in your house. It's like. All right, little kid, what, what are you doing here? Where are your parents? Come on, get out of here. He's like, oh, get the, get the hell out of here now. Come on. You, you get a move on. You better get out of my house. He, he, never, really, he never really asks where her parents are. He, no. He's just like, he's like, you get out of here. Like, you, you, you man from here, from the government. I've given the empire too many of my space bucks. I came out here to get some peace. Yeah, he does have this weird, like, loner thing going on it's a ted kaczynski vibe going on 100 percent. like he wants to be out there and he doesn't want anyone around except for this rabbit thing that he may or may not be fucking or whatever's going on (laughs) there's a reason i let you live in this house and you know what that is god damn it well yeah that's the best part so he kicks them out he's all fucking pissed at them and then he chews this rabbit out (laughs) For like five minutes. Because it's his spouse. It is. It's like, just... just like when the podcast went back in time, and guess what? Someone took an Ewok for a bride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, this, totally. this is the courtship of fucking this Ewok village. And it's just this guy, and he's just like, oh, god damn, you, let, you just let him in my house. Of course you did. They're my, and they, they're, they're just making dinner and messing up all my things. What I love is he kicks him out of the house, and he's like, Oh, finally, they're gone. Oh, what do we have here? They made food. Better eat it. (laughs) He's just like eating their dinner. Like, oh, this is delicious. I'm so glad I came home and found all this food in my kitchen. The best part is when Wilfred Brimley opens his little oven and goes like, Muffins? (laughs) How'd they know I love muffins? This is these two are for tonight, and the rest is for the rest. I'm gonna freeze this and drop it later. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in a cool shack in a river. <laughs> He's like yelling at the rabbit thing. He's like, "Why can't you cook food like this every day when I get home from work?" God damn it! <laughs> and the rabbit. This show is sponsored by Better Help. You know, my twenties, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. thing is looking at this little girl and defenseless teddy bear just sitting on his lawn like and they're, they're, it's really sad because they're just like I'm cold and Wicket's like I know so am I what's, <laughs> it, what's insane about that you totally said it Steve it's like how the fuck is a little teddy bear cold yeah exactly and I mean okay it's Endor and who knows what's going on with the weather patterns on Endor and whatever but like it looks relatively sunny out. I mean, you're filming this in fucking Southern California or whatever. It's fine. Like, it doesn't look that cold out, little girl. Come on. And the, 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 so the rabbit, like, is like, I'm, I have super speed. I'm going to sneak them out muffins so they don't die. <laughs> and then he gets back quick enough and Wilfred Brimley's like, well, the muffin. Well, I guess you were hungry, huh? <laughs> Ate all the muffins. And he's like, he's like yelling at him from inside the house, too. He's like, oh, it's going to get very cold out there, isn't it? Everyone's <laughs> starving to death. And then they start like, they, they, they start a fire. Like, the thing is, they're like only 10 feet away from his house. And they start a fire. And he's like, God damn it. And he has to like go out there. <laughs> What is that light? <laughs> What's great is they're sitting there and it's like this like nice, beautiful moment where she's like, she she's finally like getting a chance to take a breath and like just sort of register all the trauma that's happened Ooh. to her in the last few hours. And she's like, man, Wicket, like I miss my family. Like this is going to be really hard. And it's this like nice heartfelt moment where they're leaning up against a log and she kind of like <laughs> puts her head on his cuddly shoulder and then it cuts to like an overhead shot of them and you see the little fire 
And out of nowhere, Wilford Brimley runs into the frame and just throws water on the fire. <laughs> You're going to start a goddamn forest fire. Get the hell inside. Thank you for building the fire. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. You know what? You're my best friend. Mm, yes, best friend. All right, what are you two little wood rats trying to do? Burn down the whole forest? But I was cold. I ain't going to let you build one of these fires, you know, unless you build it in a fireplace. The only place you make a fire is in a fireplace. You stupid m- monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> he calls them beggars the whole time. Like It's like supposed to be this endearing, like, oh, he's a crotchety old man, like, you know, warming up. But it's it's more like, you're stealing my food. Well, what's, what's weird about it is he specifically calls them beggars. Like, you little beggars, blah, blah, blah. Not once do they ask that fat old man for a thing. Not a <laughs> goddamn thing. No way. They're staying in his house. They're using up his food and his shelter. But they're not asking for anything. Like, if anything, they were just kind of taking it over because Wilford Brimley doesn't know any better. They're fucking lock his door when he goes out hunting in the middle of the day or whatever he's doing. Goddamn freeloading beggars, welfare state, etc. <laughs> I don't know if there are locks in the Star Wars universe. Eric, I've never seen a locked anything there's there well there are locks in uh imperial compounds oh yeah That's, like space will, locks yeah and yeah. actually in, in mos eisley you'll notice one of the stormtroopers when they're looking for the droids is like it's locked go on to the next one uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is you know, just a side note on that line because i've recently been watching the uh i've been obsessed with the star wars despecialized bootleg editions that are going around the internet and folks at home if you're looking for gorgeous original theatrical cut Blu-ray quality transfers, yeah, no special edition crap at all. Yeah, Google Star Wars despecialized editions. But anyway, so I was watching New Hope, and they they got that fucking search party, and they're looking for those goddamn droids. And he just goes up to the door, and it doesn't open. He's like, "All right, this one's locked. Keep going." It's like, well, now wait a second, stormtrooper. Don't you think yeah. if you approach a locked door? You should probably knock or break it down or like you are fucking it, part of well, the empire. Like you have carte blanche to walk around fucking up any door you want. It is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. So I guess only the innocent would lock their doors. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if it's mo- the, the, I think there's a kind of a rule in most Eisley. If there's a locked door, you keep on walking. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to know what's going on. <laughs> behind there. Stormtrooper walks in on the set of a snuff film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just weird leather masks on like fucking anteater looking monsters. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. These aren't the droids I'm looking for. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What's amazing, too, about uh, before he, I don't know if it's before or after he brings them into the house. I think it's before because he's just ranting at that he's one rabbit puppet. It out. But he's just like kind of just talking to himself. And it's just like it's some of the best like old man mumbling and grumbling you'll ever hear in your life. And there's going to be pictures up, obviously, on the Facebook page of what he looks like in this movie. But it is like full-on fucking beard, wily old man hair. He's wearing, like, I don't know, space overalls. Like, <laughs> he looks redonkulous in this movie. Yeah. He looks like Santa Claus is, like, fucking forest brother. You he's, know? Like, he's like he's like this, the hobo Santa Claus for, for all the homeless children across the galaxy. <laughs> for all you beggars, here's a bunch of coal. So he brings them inside and, you know, they're warming up and whatever. And he's like, even when he's like going to take care of them, it's still like, 
amazingly hostile towards them because he's oh, yeah. just like, all right, you're going to sleep on the floor here. You're not going to get a damn thing from me. <laughs> and, in, in, and in this house, we work. So you're going to be cleaning the kitchen and sweeping the floor and doing my laundry and cutting my toenails. <laughs> and then she has this, like, uh, American werewolf in London-esque nightmare where, like, the whole house is filled with all those things. All of her, <laughs> yes. like, uh, tormentors. We never get a race on these on the bad guys. No, they're this. credited actually as being marauders. Like that's the most information you get on these right, people. So it's, all, it like, it's just like Wilfred Brimley, wake up! And it's just a big old scary marauder. Like, hey, 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 hey. yeah, totally. And then she's you know she's got PTSD. So she's fucking screaming her head off. And Wilfred Brimley's like, motherfucker! <laughs> I'm trying to sleep here. And I'm screaming fucking shit and kid my god! Get in my bed already. Yeah, that's awesome. Like he just concedes to like. All right, now you get in my bed. The, the teddy bear, you're going to get in my bed. I'm just going to sit in this chair all night. <laughs> sit in my fucking hickory chair, I guess. <laughs> this is your fault, you fucking rabbit. <laughs> fucking ring your shitty neck. That's what he does, though. He sits down at, like, the kitchen table, and he's like, this is all your fucking fault. Tomorrow, <laughs> these people are back out of the street. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, right back on the Ewok streets. <laughs> That is a fucking hard life out there. It is. <laughs> Hustling and pimping. <laughs> School of hard knocks. See what you've done now. Look what we're into. We got a lot better things to do, you know, than look after these little bounders. Somebody somewhere is worrying about them. And come daylight, they're going to have to go. So then we just like, and this is where I started to take issue with the film because after all this amazing fucking family slaughter and Ewok death and marauders falling off cliffs and whatever else is going on, all the, all the little girl in peril, high theatrics and all that shit. It just slows to a crawl, and it's like living the life with Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't have a problem with, because it's a fun time watching that crazy old coot. But it's only fun because we were adding in all these jokes sure. and just laughing at it. If you're just sitting there by yourself, which... Folks at home, you should not watch this movie by yourself, <laughs> at least with a buddy or two, so you can all be sitting around laughing at Wilford Brimley. Just, because just, just like most movies we do, the, the buddy system should be enforced. Yes, exactly. No, never, it, never go alone. No. no, not at all, because you just sit there, and he's like, he wakes up, and he's like, all right, now listen, God damn it, I'm going to go out in the day, and you're going to sit here and clean my house. <laughs> when I come home, this kitchen better be spotless, and he just like leaves or whatever. And, of course, it's like, where do you think he goes every day, Wicket? I don't know. Let's go find out. <laughs> and so they and just... I was like, oh, don't, don't. <laughs> Which means don't go there. This is a pretty sweet gig we've got here. Don't fuck it up. That's, that's an amazing little moment in the movie is the little girl's like, well, let's go find out what they're doing, Wicket. And they go off and the rabbit's just sitting behind like, no, he's going to yell at me again. Fuck this. Rabbit like has newly mended broken arm kind of a situation <laughs> just, just from, from a fucking can of a pot of spaghetti that spilled three weeks prior. <laughs> you did it again after, after he had a long night in the moonshine. Yeah, this rabbit has to tell like all his other rabbit friends that like he's walking into all sorts of doors. <laughs> he loves me though. We got a, we got a really great setup. 
So they follow Wilford Brimley on this hike in the woods, and they get to a big star cruiser that's just covered over with plants and everything. It's obviously been there for a while. And, you know, they sneak up behind him. And the fucking Wicket Man, he is always up to no good. Because he just gets stuck in, like, a trap that Wilford Brimley leaves around, like, the perimeter of this spaceship. And he turns around and says, like, oh, God damn it, I told you not to follow me. And then, the, you know, they, they, you know, cut him down and whatever. And so then we get we get the story of Wilford Brimley was some sort of, you know, Space explorer or whatever, and he had a, a buddy with him. I hated the government, so I came off the grid. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's like. We're gonna set out to get all the gold in the universe. <laughs> I just, I just came here to pay for gold in the Ewok rivers. I just wanted my own piece of land. <laughs> no one tells me what to do. Fresh air, no taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is much like the real, real Wilfred Brimley because he lives up in like Montana or Wyoming. I imagine there's a compound going on, right? The Brimley compound. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. There's a few rifles there. There's a a bottle of whiskey every couple yards, just in case. It's always got to be within reaching distance, man. It really does. God, it sounds like heaven. A lot of epipens all over the (laughs) countertops. You you know, you got to test yourself. Probably not a pool, though. What are you, why don't they have a pool? Well, I, I would imagine he's not one for swimming. Ah, swimming hole for the grandkids. <laughs> God damn it, I gotta put chlorine in this how often? <laughs> They're gonna drown in there. I'm just gonna chlorine spoiling. I'm gonna pour some mud so it's just like the watering hole back where I grew up. <laughs> you kids just go play in the mud. <laughs> I don't think I would want Wilford Brimley for a grandfather. No, me either. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, I don't think he would, like, the thing of it is, is I don't think that he's, he would be abusive, but I think he would just grab you too hard. Like, hey, now yeah, cut he, it out. Wilford Brimley does not know his own strength. <laughs> no. I feel it's a thing where, like, he's always making it a point to teach me lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you just be sitting around at Thanksgiving and you get a big old paw on your shoulder. Hey! You know, when I was growing up, it was my responsibility to make sure that the turkey wasn't drying out in the oven. Why don't you get up and do something? Your mother's in that kitchen slaving away, and you're out here watching watching your video game box. Hey, boy, yams don't candy themselves. I love how uh, old older people don't understand how to form a sentence with video games in it because the verbs and the nouns always get all mixed up. It's like, oh, you just you just video gaming your game away with a game on your video game. Like that's what it always turns out to be. Your set top Nintendo box is getting in the way of my magazine collection. <laughs> I didn't fight two wars in Korea for you to gleep glop away after <laughs> two wars in Korea. So, okay, his real backstory, <laughs> the real yeah. character backstory. The character's backstory is what I started saying, which was like they crash landed and uh, they were looking for a new power cell because their fucking car battery broke down and they couldn't get the spaceship started. So his buddy went out wandering and trying to find a new one, which is like, all right, this is what doesn't make any sense about that. Okay, it's like your spaceship crash lands, okay, and it's like a wooded planet of some kind, you know? And it's obviously, like, 
not super populated. There's no cities or anything around you. And you're just like, well, I'm going to go out and search the forest for this car battery. You know what I think really happened? Like that's what Wolf, this is Wilford Brimley's side of the story, right? Because you know? he's telling like a little fucking like seven year old girl. The thing crashes, and Wilford Brimley was fucking inconsolably angry about it. Right? Fucking shout your goddamn fault! I told you not to take that goddamn turn. <laughs> and it's just like screaming at him and fucking yelling. And he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna go over here. Maybe I'll find a battery, but I don't have to listen to your shit anymore. I would prefer, and this isn't what happens because we come to find out later on, you know, it's really no big deal. And it's just like mildly uh, paid attention to when you do see it happen. But like his buddy was captured by these fucking orc marauders and they you see his fucking skeleton in their castle toward the end of the movie. And that's fine or whatever. I'm picturing a much more awesome situation in where that fight that you're talking about, that yeah. inconsolable, inconsolable anger is just consuming his soul. <laughs> and they're living like day in and day out on Endor, just trying to get this fucking spaceship working. Yeah. And days are turning into weeks, turning into months. And they have <laughs> no idea what day it is. Is it the same year anymore? His beard is out of control, and one day they just get in a fight over whose fucking can of beans was fucking roasting on the fire longer, and Wilford Brimley just fucking comes up behind this guy, lifts a gigantic rock over his head, and brings it down on this fucker. Now, you goddamn rabbit, you gotta dig that grave quicker. (laughs) The, ra- the rabbit was a witness. He's like, now you're my slave. <laughs> you want to join him, little feller? <laughs> well, then you best do what I say. <laughs> That's how that fucking relationship started. Exactly. You just described a really good Twilight zone <laughs> that actually takes place in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> But yeah, that's a much more interesting story than his fucking lame. Well, he went off into the woods, and I I just presume he's dead, but I haven't looked for him or nothing. <laughs> Which is when he, there is a moment where she's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Noah, that's Wilfred Brimley's character. Hey, Noah, um, your friend's dead, right?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I think so." And she's like, "Yeah, just like my entire family. That's that's a that's a thing we have in common. This little girl is gonna grow up to be fucked." up i mean i I, we'll get to the where where we leave her at the end of this movie and where eric knows she goes (laughs) well i I have the internet so but yeah it's just it's a bad situation for this little girl so uh they they bond inside the spaceship after fucking what what i also love about that one scene where wicket steps into the fucking trap is wilford brinley is really upset but he's really upset in a way when you see a kid with a gun because he's like I have so many worse traps out here. Like, <laughs> yeah. you found the good one. Like, Lord oh, knows dude. what else he's got going on out there. And, and I was thinking that's where the Ewoks learn to take down the Empire through a series of booby traps. It all goes back to Brimley. Yeah, and, no, it, that's absolutely true. <laughs> no, of course. Brimley and his game of survival in the woods. Yeah, totally. He's like a fucking weird Star Wars, like Bear Gryllis or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like he like goes down on, on the Ewok planet. He's like the one guy that knows like 
Well, the special syrup here that the Ewoks get from this dick is, uh, <laughs> not many people know this, but now if you're going to be in the Ewok forest, you should know this for survival. <laughs> and I'll tell you, with that tree dick syrup and a little bit of Maker's Mark, you've got yourself a Christmas <laughs> dinner right there. So after they bond in the spaceship over having fucking no one in their lives that care for them... <laughs> Uh, they go back to to the the Brimley compound in the forest, and we cut in on. And again, I don't know. It's just a weird Star Wars universe thing where you can't escape musical performances. Oh God, because they just cut this. in and like Wilford Brimley's playing a recorder, <laughs> and 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 uh, Wicket's just drumming on his fucking stovepipes. And the rabbit's got something, and the little girl's, like, dancing around playing something. And it's just this, like, innocent moment of who gives a shit. Well, this, I think, kind of leads to one of the biggest things about this movie. We kind of, we touched on it in the first, uh, when we talked about Ewok 1, which is that Wilfred Brimley fucking hated the the directors in this movie. Right. And could towards the end of it could not be directed by them. Right, yeah. Apparently Joe Johnston directed most of the scenes with Wilfred Brimley, which sort of means Joe Johnston directed most of this movie. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because in we were watching the credits at the end of it and he's credited as the director of the second unit stuff. So like they must have been like, All right. All of Brimley's scenes are getting transferred over to second unit. Yeah. Well, that's a little weird, guys. <laughs> Why we do it? Don't ask any fucking questions. That's what's going on, Johnston. Do it. Hey, Joe, stop filming Ferns for half a second. <laughs> we need you to take the Brimley. Yeah, Joe Johnson of uh, Captain America fame, the, new, the, the first Avenger. He just directed that. Yeah, it's just super weird because yeah, he's a second unit director directing the lead character, essentially. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. He got shafted out of a directing credit. <laughs> But it, but I, what I was saying in this scene specifically, like I just wonder if there's any uh, uh, if there's anyone who k- gives a shit less about fucking Star Wars. Is it Alec Guinness or Burl Ives? It's Wilford Brimley by far. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he must. Which I just don't know what broke him. And like, hey, why the fuck he signed to do this? Like, I can't imagine the money was that good. No. <laughs> You can't. You could make more money doing a two-episode guest slot on Matlock, which I'm sure he was fucking apt yeah. to do. Do you think he thought this was like a real Star Wars movie? <laughs> yeah, he just didn't know the difference. Well, I'm going to be the Ben Kenobi of 1985. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. He got wind of it. Like, he just took, yeah, Star Wars is going to be the biggest thing that's life bread. And then, like, he took it, and he was like, television? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> if you look at his character, he's sort of like a Ben Kenobi because he's like he's like living in isolation. He's like he's like an old man that's that's like kind of supposedly. Well, I would imagine people view him as crazy because <laughs> yeah, they view Kenobi so. as crazy. But he has none of the tricks and none, none of the wisdom to pass on to anyone. No, it's just he's the VF. He's a, if there was an, an American Legion. On this planet, he would be there every night having the Salisbury steak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Hey, Rabbit, I'm going down to the VFW to watch the game. Don't wait up. <laughs> and don't you go gallivanting out with those Ewoks either. God damn it, I told you not to go out with the Ewoks. 
They're a bad influence. They're going to put all sorts of crazy thoughts in your head about leaving me here alone. <laughs> That's what you want, isn't it? God damn it. You want to leave me here alone, not cleaning my house anymore. I put a roof over your goddamn head. God damn it. Do you remember what I did to the other feller? <laughs> And then he just, like, every time Milburn Brimley leaves the house, he just takes one finger on one end of his throat and slides it across. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Don't forget, Rabbit. You don't speak English, but you know what that means, don't you? <laughs> means your pretty little throat's going to get ripped out. Bum a big man hand. That's, that's something. How, how come this, this little rabbit Ewok creature doesn't know... English while Wicked picks it up in like three weeks or because, less than that. Because all Wilford Brimley says to him is all these berating fucking like yeah. clean my kitchen commands. The, the only word the little rabbit thing knows is motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So God. the, uh, you know, we cut back and yeah, uh, it's really just. The whole thrust of this movie is these fucking morons not knowing what technology is. And they're just, like, trying to rub magic dust on this fucking power converter. Like, it's not working. Yeah, it's just all... You're sitting there, and it's just, like, fucking baffling. Because at the end of the day, this is not a villainous plot by any means. No, it's it's just misguided fucking stupidity. This might come off sounding weird, but it's sort of like uh, the gods must be crazy because it's like they find like a Coke bottle and it's just like, whoa, what is this crazy thing? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's exactly okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's I think that's a perfect way to put it. And you're just cutting. It, it, it cuts from like Wilford Brimley playing a recorder and they're having a fucking great life together. And he's talking about trying to fix this spaceship to these fucking orc things in a castle and they're all just like kind of hanging around like drinking there's a lot of drinking like they're all just drunk and gambling and the one leader is doing the whole like throne hangs heavy kind of shit and he's just like you know i can't get this magic to work i can't get this magic to work and at the end of the day it's like a kid who's like who's like you know they see something in a store or whatever and it's not like a toy or anything like you know kids want stupid things yeah and you're saying to the kid like why do you want that well, I don't know, but I want it because it's there. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. It's like, hey, buddy, why do you want that? Well, I don't know, but I just I need it. I need the energy inside. I like power. Yeah, it's just like power, like this vague <laughs> idea. Power, and you don't know if it means like like kinetic energy power or like social status power. Like it's just so vague. And the witch is just there being, like, terrified out of her fucking wits that these people are going to fucking slit her, go- slit her goddamn throat. Right. So she's just like, yeah, no, I-, I, can't, I can't make this magic work. You need to get that little girl here. She knows how to do it. And he's like, of course, the little three-year-old. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm. So they fucking they go and they kidnap her. By the way, well, this... It- it's a good way that they kidnap her because the witch uses a little witchcraft to do that. <laughs> now, she turns herself prettier... <laughs> she turns herself into a younger blonde with a white horse and like she like whispers through the woods Sindel's name so that she comes out of Wolford Brimley's clutches <laughs> into <laughs> the her woods. Her siren song fucking attracts her out in the middle of the night while Brimley's just out, you know, passed out cold. Oh, hung over. <laughs> and you know what this woman does? It's totally the fucking, uh, when the sexy chick in The Shining just turns into a naked zombie and Jack Nicholson's like gonna throw up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
like yeah. that's what that's like because she's like oh yeah i'm this nice white fairy like come over here and hang out you yeah. know and uh she's like oh you like the song that i'm singing you and she's like yeah how did you know i like that song and when they get like you know close enough she switches over or whatever and it's like yeah. oh you fell for it eh? <laughs> <laughs> but so that they they kidnap her and they she brings her all the way back to this fucking castle and the girl's like dude I'm fucking five years old and my family's dead. <laughs> the fuck do you think I'm going to do with this fucking <laughs> nuclear reactor? Like, what? <laughs> it's so amazing because he's like, all right, child, turn on the power. And she's like, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, oh, bullshit, turn on the power. And she's, <laughs> she's like, no, really, you're not listening to me. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Also, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be in school right now, but my fucking family's dead. <laughs> I would have loved this uh, big villain. Was this Taylock or whatever? Teltex? I don't know. Talalander. I would have liked him to be so power hungry for this goddamn little nuclear reactor thing that he would just bust it open. And then the rest of the movie is like two weeks of this whole orc race suffering from radiation poisoning. Like, my hair is coming. I can't stop vomiting blood. I think my eyes are bleeding. Yeah. And then the one guy, the king, is just like, I have all the power. All the, uh, is this my teeth? They're coming out. What is happening? And there's, so. I, f- I feel bad all the time. <laughs> So then we cut back to Brimley Estates, and he's passed out cold, and fucking Wicket wakes up, and he's like, oh, oh, holy fuck, she's gone again. She's been fucking kidnapped under my guard. And he goes to, like, wake up Wilford Brimley or whatever, and let me tell you something. Wilford Brimley is a risky actor <laughs> because this scene is him like passed out cold and he's in a sleeping gown like he's it's Ebenezer fucking, Scrooge. Yes, it's a fucking Dickensian sleeping gown. <laughs> he went method with it. <laughs> There's all sorts of fucking thigh going on. He looks like the fucking computerized Anthony Hopkins in Beowulf where he's just wearing like a fucking slit cut <laughs> dress. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes where he looks like Lindsay Lohan walking out of a limo. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking Ewok walks up and he's like, oh no, again, she's been kidnapped. And Brimley's like, what? Now what's going on? What the wall? God damn it, she's gone. Oh fuck, now I gotta deal with this shit. You see? It's all your fault, rabbit. What's going on here? What's the matter? What are you talking about, you little beggar? Brimley looks at the rabbit and then fucking taps on the window and outside you see the unmarked grave of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, and he's got a little other grave that's open. <laughs> it's an open grave. <laughs> You're next, goddammit. Get your shoes on. You're going to sleep. There's a little cross on it that says rabbit. <laughs> Select the suit you want to be buried in. (laughs) Now I got this little fucking girl on my conscience. So they formed their own fucking caravan of courage and set out to save the girl. Caravan of Searle is more like (laughs) it. And it's a weird, like, I have no idea 
how he fucking tracks her to that castle. No clue. It must be a thing where all of Endor is like those fucking acid flats and the mountain where that big thing lived in fucking Ewok 1. Then the Ewok village on the other side of town, Wilford Brimley's house, and then this gigantic castle where all these orcs live. It looks like a map of Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, yeah, then there's the world of tomorrow, which you don't want to miss. I mean, you, 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 you oh, and there's really nothing at Epcot Center, right? Like everyone there's thinks stuff there. Is there really stuff there? I was, yeah, I there's. A, I thought it was dull. No, it's awesome. There's a whole like. Uh, all the countries of the world, not all of them, but a good chunk, you know, the good ones, are they're represented <laughs> with, like, you know, food of the, you know, the nation and stuff like that. And you can actually buy beer and shit at all of them, and you sort of, like, drink your way around the world. I see. I've only been there since I was a kid, and obviously, like, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't drinking as much then, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to this castle, and along the way, like, the rabbit like, comes along, and fucking Wicket's there. But, I mean, I, I don't remember. He doesn't have a horse, does he? They just walk, no, they're, right? No, they're hoofing it. He just fuck. He does for a man of his age, and, and you know size, and he's got the diabetes. Yeah, I'm just picturing like Wilfred Brimley shows up like two months later, and the movie's over. God darn it! <laughs> Where the hell is everybody? There's just a little skull, a little fucking skeleton with a headband on it. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, theoretically, though, if that was the case, it was like, all right, well, I guess my life is just back to the way it was before this happens. Wicket's fucking Ewok pelt is just hanging over a fireplace. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. So, yeah, I mean, they they kind of like they sneak into the castle with a fucking grappling hook that he just sort of has for no reason. Oh, good God. Is it a fucking Batman grappling gun? <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Wicket. So Wicked goes up first, and then just fucking launches this other this monster, this orc over the fucking side, murders him. Well, fucking flat out cold blood murder. What's great about it is they get there, and Wilford Brimley they get to the the fucking like base of the castle, and Wilford Brimley's like, "Oh God damn it, a moat!" <laughs> and uh, and Wicked's like, Wicked's like, "No, no, it's it's perfectly fine because Wicked can swim." And he's like, "No, you goddamn teddy bear, look." <laughs> And he sticks a fucking branch in the water and some fucking space creature just, like, eats it. Yeah. And he's like, see, that's why you don't go swimming, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you never take a bath. That's why you play with that mud. You go over there and play with that mud. Oh, my goodness. Will you look at that moat now? Water black as ink. Wicked. Swim. Oh, no, you don't swim. Here, take a look at this. You see that? That could have been you, you little beggar. The rabbit climbs up because he's got, like, super speed. So he climbs this thing. And then the rabbit pulls Wicked up, and the two of them are hanging out, and this fucking orc crossing guard just, like, walks by. A crossing guard. A fucking a guard <laughs> is crossing by them. For, for the orc's daycare center that's getting out. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, well, we have no choice but pushing him over the side. And, like, Wilford Brimley hangs onto the other end of the rope, and, like, the weight, like, you know, pulls Brimley up, and this guy goes down. And this fucking thing goes head first into the water where I can only presume it's like a fucking like piranha sarlacc or something like that just hanging out. Oh yeah. Just eats the shit out of him. 
But then what's great is they're walking around this castle and and they're like, all right, well, we got to we got to find all our friends and we got to find this little girl and whatever. And uh, and Wilford Brimley, like while they're trying to fucking ninja style around this castle, creeping around everywhere, Wilford Brimley's just fucking berating them. Like, I thought you knew where we were going, <laughs> goddammit, like at the top of his lungs. And you're like, dude. You are fucking snooping through a castle right now. Shut up. Well, lucky for him, everyone's fucking loaded. <laughs> yeah. All these fucking orcs are sitting around like pirates just drinking <laughs> fucking space rum. I picked the wrong side in this conflict. <laughs> <laughs> they had booze the whole time? The whole time? <laughs> he is a heart attack. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. I've been on this rock 50 years. <laughs> I've been on living dry for 50 god darn years. And it's just awesome. This fucking scene where they're like, all right, they're, they, they make their way to the jail. And jailed is the little girl and all the fucking Ewok slaves, which who knows where and how they've been fucking prodded and poked since <laughs> this movie started. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, this is great or whatever. And there's these two fucking guards just, like, drinking and playing cards or whatever. And uh, they wind up, like, getting tricked into shooting each other with blasters, which is fucking awesome because the rabbit, like, fucks with them. I don't remember exactly what happens, but someone makes a sudden move, and all of a sudden these guys are just firing on each well, other. Well, no, no, no. The rabbit puts a fucking card in the sleeve of one of the fucking soldiers. Oh, right. So it's, it's like an Old West shootout. You cheater! And they both shoot each other. That's oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, which is awesome. But before that, fuck this little girl, dude, because they're snooping in, and she <laughs> no. sees that they're snooping in to save them. And, uh, and she's just fucking out loud. She's just like, hey, it's wicked. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 again. Why is everyone yelling in this castle? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is a fucking black ops mission, she man. She has no idea what is going on around here at all. Yeah, because if she, if she's she a did, kid. she'd be crying the whole fucking movie because her family's dead. I mean, that's just a thing where it's like, you know what? She, I guess if she was younger, right? If it was like a little kid, like little, 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 you know, like maybe a three-year-old or something like that. Like then that's a situation where she's like, all right, I can't, my brain can't process what's happening. Like, I don't know what explosions are. Like, I don't know what yeah. my fucking blinking wristband means or anything like that. She's definitely old enough to grasp the concept of death. You know, like she just is like, and, yeah. and the fact that she doesn't get it, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. At the Maybe. end of the day, she's fucking living in a little fantasy world where her best friend is a talking teddy bear. So it's like, you know. Maybe she's dumb. <laughs> also a possibility. <laughs> she's just really, really dumb. <laughs> so they break out all these fucking Ewoks and whatever. And then. The action finally picks up again. Wait, one of my favorite part of when the Ewoks are breaking out of jail and uh, Wicket's like letting everyone out with the key, and like he's almost like, well, I guess I'll let out this witch because you know we're she's now a prisoner too because the the main Talalakistan or whatever the guy's name is got mad at her and like locked her up because right. yeah because she can't do magic good or whatever yeah. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> so Tar Tarlac gets mad and shoves her in the prison too so Wicket's like well you know maybe I'll let out the the witch and then the little girl's just like.
no, not her. And yeah. tosses the key down a gutter. Yeah, it's like, like guess what? It. No, that witch ain't ever getting out. Let her rot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bone chilling. It's kind of a dark moment. Yeah. Yeah, this fucking girl's really messed up. <laughs> She's gonna be, man. So yes, yeah, so yeah, the action picks up, and now fucking e- the problem with the the end of this movie, which is kind of where we are, thankfully, uh, is. <laughs> That, you know, fucking, it's just, it's all one-sided. Ewoks kill everybody, and no, no more Ewoks get killed. Which, I mean, it's kind of hilarious to watch these teddy bears just fucking slaughter these people. But it's, you do want to see some fucking, you know, yeah. at least one neck get broken from an Ewok. Because the action moves back into the woods, and the Ewoks, like, home turf. It's like, it's like the, the, the orcs nom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they are just being... Picked off, man. Yeah, they get this conflict, and the fucking the Ewoks are in the bushes. The Ewoks are everywhere. They're in the fucking trees, man. No, they absolutely <laughs> are. And you know, it's fucked up though in this movie because, like, much like in in Jedi, when like you know they fucking drop a branch on somebody or they trip somebody with a rope and they fall over, and the Ewoks are like, <laughs> and they like you know give each other a high five and whatever. <laughs> in this movie. They're shooting like bows and arrows into these guys' throats, and they're still like <laughs> high fiving and shit. Yeah, it's not cute anymore. It's really kind of bizarre. It's fucking twisted. It the, absolutely is. They celebrate murder every chance they get. They do. It's, it's all like little. So awesome. They're like fucking Kevin McAllister. Yes, like all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, no, you're fucking hurting people. Stop it, you little sadist. So it's to to. Properly explain the fucking horrific climax of this movie. It needs to be mentioned that the witch has this magic ring oh, yeah. that she puts on her finger, and when she does, she can turn into a crow, and then she just flies around and whatever. Who cares? <laughs> well, so the fucking main bad guy, Talistan or whatever his name is, <laughs> is like, you know what, witch, you're gonna get turned into a crow, and then I'm gonna fucking take this ring from you. Yeah, and you can never turn back into a human. Like, that's what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And so he's got this ring, like, around his hand or whatever. Around his neck. Or around his neck, yeah, excuse me. And so something happens where, like, someone throws something at him or, like, oh, hits him with well, something. Well, this actually is in the towards the, the big thing at the end because he takes Sindel hostage during the big forest fight. Right. And Wilford Brimley is like trying to get her back. And the guy's like, well, you got to give me the power cylinder, but that powers Wilford Brimley's starship. So obviously that would be a bad deal. So Wilford Brimley gives the guy the option. You know what? Let's fight to the death, you and me. <laughs> That's right. He totally says fight to the death. Or you and like me. Uh, yeah. Manu e manu. Well, then he's just like, all right, you are. You want to take little girls hostage? Here. And he, like, puts the fucking power battery on the floor. He's like, now you fight me for it. Let her go and you fight me for it. Which is, it's so ridiculous because this fucking bad guy has this gigantic Persian sword that he's <laughs> swinging around. Like fucking Aladdin. Yeah. and then It's Wilford, a scimitar. Yeah, and Wilford Brimley's just got this fucking, like, Wooden fucking Gandalf staff. Yeah, with a fox on it for some reason. And, and he's just hitting him with it and shit. And, like, the sword is coming down on this thing. And Wilford Brimley's, like, using the sword. Uh, he's blocking the sword with this staff. And it's like, how dull. 
is this fucking sword that this guy has that it's not and just cutting right through that this wood. villain is pretty tall and lean and he's moving around and wilford brimley's just doing like gymnastics out of his way like <laughs> how is he dodging all these swings no not it's at an all. amazing stunt double like wilford brimley's only you know the only thing he has is he's got a, a low center of gravity <laughs> and he's fucking stout like what you his only move is the bull rush and then like pounding him right which is not, yeah he, you're not dodging him it's not going to be this fucking choreographed situation Wilford Brimley's character fights the way uh, a person playing Mortal Kombat plays when like they just know the one move and it works so they keep doing it on you and you're like come on man quit being cheap yeah. quit being cheap man do some other fucking moves yeah. this fucking sucks stop like, doing that jump in kick all the time yes that's exactly that's exactly what he's doing. He's the jump, flip twice, and kick him in the head. Like, that's what's happening. And so the, the fucking skirmish is going down or whatever. And there's a couple of times where Brimley almost bites the dust big time. <laughs> and then through some way or another, this fucking ring is destroyed. Yeah, I think like I think Wicket throws a rock at him or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, like a slingshot type yeah, of situation. Yeah, he does a slingshot and it hits the ring. And then he's like, oh, no. And it just... He grabs it, like, what's happened? It starts glowing, and he grabs it, and he holds it in his hand, and he just starts, like, screaming, and it's fucked up. Like, his eyes just, like, you know, turn white, and there's, like, yeah, light like coming light out of coming his out mouth. Of yeah, yeah, light coming out of all of his orifices. It's really, like, creepy. And he just turns into a fucking statue. Like, he's a charred-out fucking corpse. Yeah, like a statue made of ash. It's it's real <laughs> fucking Sodom and Gomorrah shit. Like, do not look back at that fucking city, man. Yeah. And what's amazing is when that happens, everyone is just like, holy fucking shit. Like, all these Ewoks are dead silent. And the little girl's just, like, still not comprehending a goddamn thing. And Wilford Brimley is the first one to speak, and he just goes... Look at that. Well, look at that. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's a proper response in seeing a fucking monster just turn to burned corpse. <laughs> There's a deleted scene where the rabbit tries to look away and Wilfred Brimley pulls him by his hair like, no, you look at it. You look and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be you if you don't do these goddamn dishes. <laughs> I just killed a king. What are you? <laughs> I'm the king of this dirt rock. <laughs> they they vanquish the enemy, but the end of the movie is kind of weird too, where it's like you know Wolfram like now he has the power source, and obviously this little girl kind of can't get any kind of schooling or much of a life on this Ewok village. You can't grow up on Endor if you're a human; like it's just impossible. But it's just like he goes. He he, Wilford Brimley takes her away, but it's like humans only on this spaceship. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, the thing about it, we were saying like, you know, why isn't he taking the rabbit? But I think what that situation is is he's finally just like, you know what, Robert, I've been fucking horrible to you. You you you've done enough. You you're free now. You're free to go. Go play with the fucking, monkeys. You were my fucking sexual imprisonment that I've kept you in for fucking twenty years. Or maybe he's finally enforcing his goddamn rules. Like no beggars on this ship. <laughs> hey hey, no free rides. Sorry. Yeah, but that's but that's that's a nice way to look at it, Andrew. But really, what this is is this is an abusive relationship, right? Yeah yeah. Where this guy is just fucking. 
abusing this this weaker person the entire time. And the second he hits it big, does he fucking turn around and treat that fucking rabbit right? No. He yep. leaves her in the fucking dump. Yeah. And he fucking goes off to the big city. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And takes his new fucking gal pal with him, I guess. <laughs> this fucking eight-year-old girl. Sindel does tell Wicket that she'll be back. She'll be back to visit. You know what? You know what that is. Here's what that is. Okay, it's uh, it's it's, Sequel, it's when you're when you're a kid, and if you um you you move away, Ooh. and like when that like school year is coming to an end, and you know like you're not really that upset about it because it's like eh whatever, but you've got some friends in school who are like man we're gonna miss you or whatever. It's like listen, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna visit. Don't worry about it. You turn and walk out the door, and you're just like I'm not coming back to visit these people. <laughs> Like, that's what that is, I feel. Well, I got burned one time because I lent this kid a Dick Tracy action figure on the last day of school. And he's like, yeah, man, totally see you next year. I was like, oh, cool. I never saw that fucking thing again. (laughs) And that's why you don't loan people things. (laughs) God damn it. You don't give no beggars. No beggar. You don't give a beggar a toy. (laughs) But so. Warwick Davis said that they were actually in the script development phase for Ewoks 3. Really? Oh, Christ. Which never happened. So I was thinking maybe that is where the visiting situation was. Yeah, happen. maybe a, a, a flash forward situation. Yeah, like, of. yeah, she's now 19. And like, God damn it, we gotta <laughs> go back to that monkey forest planet for what now? <laughs> oh, God, that rabbit's gonna have words for me. <laughs> you. <laughs> Just so you can visit that little mutt. <laughs> Here's a question to sort of uh, close this out. Where does this fit in the Star Wars pantheon? Because, I, I mean, I personally enjoyed this so much more than Ewoks 1, clearly. Right. As far as fun goes, I guess it's just better than Ewoks 1. I think that's kind of where it's at. The only Ooh. thing I'll say is I never saw that holiday special. That's kind of like the last piece of Star Wars movie-ish things. That's just a bunch of gobbledygook anyway. That's not, really, that's not a real movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I guess, like, then officially, right, like, Ewok 1, like, that's the worst Star Wars movie. And right. this, this, this is, like... The second worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> Although, I don't know. If you give me some yeah. time to stew on it, I might watch this over Phantom Menace. I think, I think I'd put this over Phantom Menace and maybe even Attack of the Clones. Really? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's crap, but so are those. Like, th- this is definitely no Revenge of the Sith level. Yeah. It's, it's lower than that, but. I mean, the problem is it's still got that bullshit Ewok mythology where there's magic, there where there shouldn't be. And there's also other races with magic we see with the witch, who, by the way, turns into that crow and is a crow forever because crow forever because because ter- pterodactyl lo- like burnt to a cinder with the with her with her magic wand which ring, is, which is awesome. Like that's one of those things where it's like you can't come back to being a human. Like God's got to fucking burn your ass. Yeah, think of that, man, being a crow forever. So I think I mean I don't want to speak for everybody here, but is this is this at all recommend? 
I would I, w- I would recommend it. Yeah, I d- I would not recommend Ewok Adventure, but I actually I would recommend this under the right circumstances. Yeah. Like you have people and you want to watch something crappy and you want to joke around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a recommend for me for the same reason. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Eric. You don't have to watch the first one to get what's going on. <laughs> yes. No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, it would actually be kind of cool if you, you know had some people over who had no idea about that first movie and you were just like yeah this is a movie about a family living on Endor with the Ewoks and they just have a little adventure oh. and then all that fucking murder starts happening and these people are like wait what the fuck is going on and then on? the Ewoks start talking English and you're like what is happening you but the thing of it is and like the, the end of this movie does have that great fucking you know uh guy turning to ash which is amazing but like you can pretty much shut this movie off at 45 minutes because after you know, obviously the first 20 minutes the, is, is like the, the fucking opening of Saving Private Ryan. It's like, holy shit, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it is very, very much e- Ewoks on the beaches of Normandy just being picked <laughs> off by the Third Reich. <laughs> so it, there's that, and then there's the Wilford Brimley, uh, uh, what do you call it there, introduction, which is just fucking hilarious. But it just kind of peters off for like 50, like the next 40 minutes after that. It's just kind of like a bit of a slog. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you can fast forward if you'd like to, because, listen, even though there's no fucking Ewok clean neck breaks, which that's something I still want to <laughs> live to see. Someone sneak up behind an Ewok and just <laughs> fucking snap its neck. How great would that be? But it's 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 still awesome to see them just fucking kicking ass with, like, bows and arrows yeah. and fucking just murdering people and, like, high-fiving each other afterwards. <laughs> like, that's all awesome. And... Honestly, Wilfred Brimley fight scene, hello. Yeah. That's fucking great and hilarious. So I think I think there's there's stuff in here to watch. I would totally say get everybody over with some fucking beers and and do it up. Enjoy the Brimley overload that you get because you know what's also like interesting is uh I mean, outside of those cocoon movies and stuff i mean how often is he a big character in movies not many mm-hmm. I mean, even the thing which is one of my my favorite movie with him he's kind of barely in it yeah like he's not a, he's you know the dad in in and out which is a pretty funny movie but it's not a big role yeah you know so this is like it's fucking surly old ugly american fucking wilford brimley absolutely and that alone, I think, is is enough to fucking get you to track down a copy. Oh, by the way, since um, you pointed it out earlier that I, I know what happens to Sindel, I oh, maybe right. I should, yeah, you should, share. should drop this knowledge bomb right here. <laughs> 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 I, I think I read this when we were when I was researching the first movie that that Sindel eventually became in the expanded universe uh, became a reporter on Coruscant, the the city planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The, yeah. So I guess she, she's doing so she's right. like she's like the April O'Neil of <laughs> Corsican. Like yeah. that's what's going on. And I'm, I'm yeah maybe in the future Wicked comes to live with her and he he's like uh, like the Splinter or something and because <laughs> he'd be old by then and then maybe there's some other type of gremlins they hang out with. I don't know. I would I imagine if Wicked comes back, it's kind of a drop dead Fred situation in which because <laughs> he's just like. She, I mean, she's, she's blocking a lot of this movie out. If I mean, like, if this character goes traumatic, on, man. of course, like, fucking the days after, like, she's in a fever dream. Like, oh she's, yeah, she's not dealing with anything. She's just like, Wicket's now my dad and mother in love. I don't know what anything is. Here's what I picture happening: 
Wilfred Brimley takes her to Coruscant, drops her off out of an orphanage, then hits the bar, forgets about her, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's now raised through that system and is like a ward of the state. She she gets older, lives on Coruscant, and she's just like, you know what? I'm just from Coruscant. And, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, she, just, she doesn't uh, even know what happened. Oh, Endor. I've, I've heard of it, you know. <laughs> exactly. But, and this little teddy bear is like, my friend. Look. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, no, but then gotta... when she sees Wicket, that's when everything clicks into it place. Crystallizes. And it's like super fast close up on her like eye or whatever, and it's just like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> she just like fucking remembers every blood curdling detail, and then in an instant, and then brain aneurysm. <laughs> she fucking falls to the floor. Can we? Is there any way to get that into the expanded universe? Is that? Could, is, it, is there a write-in system for the expanded? I, universe? I think we. Sh- I don't know, but I think we we would make a we would write a great Star Wars novel <laughs> together. So there it is. That's it's WHM reruns. Some of our classic apps, man. That you fucking know. rabbit, man. That disgusting puppet. Poor rabbit. That disgusting movie. George Lucas. What do you think George Lucas would say if you were like, like if you had him all to yourself and you were like, all right, listen, there's no one else around. What you don't want to know what, what I'm going to do to what, him. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking with Battle for Endor? I would say, what the fuck were you thinking with all the prequels and say, why don't we have more good movies like Battle for Endor? <laughs> why don't we have more Ewok movies? I mean, if I, that's the thing is if you get fucking... You get Lucas alone in a room. You just have so many goddamn questions for him. Yeah, and like, this is not what I'm going to necessarily going to prod him about. Oh, I'd waste my time. I could have used a lightsaber. I would ask <laughs> if he ever actually met Wilford Brimley. <laughs> he probably didn't. Yeah, guaranteed he wasn't like on this set an awful lot. Probably right. You know, he's he's probably all you know in his mansion yelling at shadows. Secret uh, coming up with dumb shit like uh, Howard the Duck. A secret uh, HBO special in my head yeah. is um, Wilford Brimley interviewing George Lucas and asking him about everything in the Star Wars universe. Oh, and it would, Explain it to Wilford. And it would go a little something like this. <laughs> All right. From what I remember, there was a rabbit. Oh, and yeah. th- that rabbit was a hero of some kind. Well, y- yes, of course, Wilfred. He was the, um, he's from the rabbit world, which is adjacent to the forest. There's a forest moon of Endor, and then there's the rabbit moon of Endor. Sounds to me like you didn't think a lot of this through. Uh, uh, Wilfred, could you put the gun away? No, I am exercising my Second Amendment right, goddammit. If I'm going to do this interview with this fat, flabby, sci-fi nothing, I'm going to have my pistol out at all times. Wilford, I said that you could bring the knife. Steven, Steven, get- Steven why, why is he pointing that at us, Steven? Because well, be- it's my God-given right to, goddammit. You're just, you, you, you know, you, you, you push me around right now, but you're goddamn lucky. Some you know, Wilford, isn't you here. just haven't watched Lincoln enough. <laughs> You know, goddammit, when you get all angry, you really start looking like a big, juicy turkey. <laughs> I think we'll end it there. Yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, we certainly hope you've enjoyed watching or listening to all of these uh, reruns we've been airing for the, the dog days of summer. But we'll be back next week with an all-new brand spanking new oh, episode. Man. It's so fresh. Let me tell you this. Clue for next week. Well, it's back to school, man. Yeah. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think this one may in fact have Ernie Hudson. 
Oh, oh shit. Man. Back to school with Ernie Hudson. So until next week, when we're curing our sunburns and getting over the heat stroke, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Eric Siska. See you next week. <laughs>